These are the texts appointed for the seventh Sunday of Easter, the Sunday after Ascension, May 21st, 2023. Let us pray. O God, the King of glory, you have exalted your only Son, Jesus Christ, with great triumph to your kingdom in heaven. Do not leave us comfortless, but send your Holy Spirit to strengthen us and exalt us to that place where our Savior Christ has gone before, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God in glory everlasting. Amen. Dear people of God, as we gather for worship this Sunday, we will find ourselves in a unique moment, a moment that is pregnant with anticipation and expectation. We will gather to honor and celebrate our risen Lord, but we will find that he has ascended into heaven, seemingly out of our reach. In the midst of this anticipation and longing, we rest in the assurance of his promises and the peace that he has breathed out upon us. We will not be left alone or comfortless, for he has promised to send us his Holy Spirit, who will strengthen us in our trials and lift us up to the place where our Savior Christ has gone before. In the midst of our struggles and sufferings, we patiently wait for his promised comfort, resting in hope in all that God has already accomplished for us in Jesus Christ. Our first reading is from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. We have an option to read from the opening of the book of Acts, but we heard that already on the Feast of the Ascension itself. In the passage from Ezekiel, we hear of God's restoration and his blessing on his people. We hear how God will manifest his glory among the nations and gather his people from exile, and pour out his Spirit upon them. We hear very palpably the theme of God's restoration and God's faithfulness, how he fulfills his promises. We hear how God's redemptive plan is not only for Israel, but for all people. And we look forward to the work of the Holy Spirit that will gather and empower the community of believers extending the reach of God's salvation to all nations. This is Ezekiel 39, verses 21 to 29. And I will set my glory among the nations, and all the nations shall see my judgment that I have executed, and my hand that I have laid on them. The house of Israel shall know that I am the Lord their God from that day forward. And the nations shall know that the house of Israel went into captivity for their iniquity, because they dealt so treacherously with me that I hid my face from them and gave them into the hand of their adversaries, and they fell by the sword. I dealt with them according to their uncleanness and their transgressions, and hid my face from them. Therefore thus says the Lord God, 
Now I will restore the fortunes of Jacob and have mercy on the whole house of Israel, and I will be jealous for my holy name. They shall forget their shame and all the treachery they have practiced against me, when they dwell securely in their land with none to make them afraid, when I have brought them back from the peoples and gathered them from their enemies' lands, and through them have vindicated my holiness in the sight of many nations. Then they shall know that I am the Lord their God, because I sent them into exile among the nations and assembled them into their own land. I will leave none of them remaining among the nations any more. I will not hide my face any more from them when I pour out my spirit upon the house of Israel, declares the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our psalm for this week is a portion of Psalm 68, Exurgat Deus which from ancient times has been understood to be about the resurrection and ascension of our Lord. It is a psalm of praise and victory, celebrating God's triumph and his care for his people. God is envisioned as a mighty warrior delivering his people from their enemies, providing for the needy and establishing his dwelling place among his people. The central theme of the psalm is God's power, his protection, and his provision for his chosen people. We see God's faithfulness to his covenant, his active involvement in the lives of his people. This is Psalm 68, verses 1 through 20. Let God arise, and let his enemies be scattered. Let those who hate him also flee before him. As the smoke vanishes, so shall you drive them away. And as wax melts before the fire, so let the ungodly perish before the presence of God. But let the righteous be glad and rejoice before God. Let them also be merry and joyful. O sing unto God, and sing praises unto his name, magnify him who rides up on the heavens. The Lord is his name, rejoice before him. He is a father of the fatherless, and defends the cause of the widows. God in his holy habitation. He is the God who gives the solitary a home, and brings the prisoners out of captivity. But let the rebellious dwell in a desert land. O God, when you went forth before the people, when you went through the wilderness, the earth shook and the heavens poured forth the rain of the presence of God. Even as Sinai also was moved at the presence of God, who is the God of Israel. You, O God, sent a gracious rain upon your inheritance and refreshed the land when it was weary. Your congregation found a dwelling there. For you, O God, of your goodness, have provided for the poor. The Lord gave the word. Great was the company of those who proclaimed the tidings. Kings with their ar armies fled, they fled, 
and the women at home divided the spoil. Though you have lain among the sheepfolds, yet shall you be like the wings of a dove that are covered with silver, and whose feathers shine like gold. When the Almighty scattered kings, it was as if it snowed on Zalman. As the hill of Bashan, so is God's hill, even a high hill as the hill of Bashan. Why look with envy, you high hills? This is God's hill, on which it pleases him to dwell. Surely the Lord will abide on it forever. The chariots of God are twenty thousand, even thousands of angels. And the Lord has come from Sinai into the holy place. You have gone up on high, you have led captivity captive, and received gifts from men, even from your enemies, that the Lord God might dwell among them. Praised be the Lord daily, even the God who helps us and pours his benefits upon us. He is our God, the God from whom salvation comes. God is the Lord by whom we escape death. We continue our readings in First Peter over Easter season. Here is a portion of Peter's letter that addresses the suffering and persecution faced by believers. Peter encourages them not to be surprised or discouraged by such trials, but to rejoice, knowing that they share in Christ's sufferings. It reminds them that judgment begins with the household of God and encourages them to entrust themselves to God, who is the faithful creator. This is 1 Peter 4, verses 12 through 19. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice insofar as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed, because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or a thief or an evildoer or as a meddler. Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in that name. For it is time for judgment to begin at the household of God. If it begins with us, what will the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if the righteous is scarcely saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? Therefore, let those who suffer according to God's will entrust their souls to a faithful creator while doing good. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our gospel reading this week is a portion of Jesus' high priestly prayer, the prayer that he prays to his father shortly before his crucifixion, as he knows his earthly life and ministry is coming to an end. He prays that he would be glorified, acknowledging that he has completed the work his Father has given him to do. He also prays for his disciples, asking the Father would protect them, sanctify them, and unify them. It's interesting to reflect on this 
passage now in this moment as we think of Jesus ascended from us. Whereas when he prayed it, he was ascending to the cross. This is John chapter 17, verses 1 through 11. When Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all flesh, to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. This is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence, with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. I have manifested your name to the people whom you gave me out of the world. Yours they were, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything that you have given me is from you. For I have given them the words that you gave me, and they have received them, and have come to know in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I am praying for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. And I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As we inhabit this moment of waiting between the Ascension and Pentecost, between Jesus' completion of his work and the consummation of his kingdom at the last day, we are called into a patient trust. This patient trust is well expressed by a poem of that title by Pierre Dehard de Chardin. Above all, trust in the slow work of God. We are quite naturally impatient in everything to reach the end without delay. We should like to skip the intermediate stages. We are impatient of being on the way to something unknown, something new. And yet it is the law of all progress that it is made by passing through some stages of instability, and that it may take a very long time. And so I think it is with you. Your ideas mature gradually. Let them grow. Let them shape themselves without undue haste. Don't try to force them on, as though you could be today what time, that is to say, grace and circumstances acting on your own goodwill, will make of you tomorrow. Only God could say what this new spirit gradually forming within you will be. Give our Lord the benefit of believing that his hand is leading you. Accept the anxiety of feeling yourself in suspense and incomplete. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, your glory knows no bounds and your reign is eternal. Even as you are hidden from our eyes, we come before you with expectant hearts, 
seeking your grace and your guidance. We consider all your wondrous works, the fulfillment of your promises, the abiding presence of your Spirit in our midst. Grant us, Lord, the grace to wait with patient hope, just as the disciples waited for the promised Holy Spirit. In times of anticipation and longing, when we feel distant from your presence, renew our faith and assurance in your unfailing love. In the midst of struggles and trials, when we face persecution and hardship, teach us to rejoice, for we share in Christ's sufferings. May our sufferings be a testimony of your redeeming power. May we find strength in knowing that you are with us in every circumstance. Unite us, O God, as one body in Christ. Enable us to lift our voices in praise and adoration. May our worship reflect the unity of the Trinity. So we honor Jesus Christ as our exalted King, who ascended to your right hand in your heavenly kingdom. Gracious Father, may your Holy Spirit strengthen us and guide us, that we may be faithful witnesses in this world. Lead us to proclaim the good news of your salvation, and only come to acknowledge your gracious and sovereign rule. We ask in the name of Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen.